millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, everybody. It's Is It Just Me? As you know, you know the drill already. It's me and James Williams. Hello. Hello, Joe Elvin. And as usual, we're going to, it's our regular lecture series on the uh, geopolitical complexities of <laughs> modern life. Don't, don't turn off. <laughs> don't panic. It's not at all. It's, this is the podcast where we put the world to rights by examining the minutiae of the silly things in life. Here, here. And treating them with the gravitas, the authority, the seriousness with which they I'm not one of the silly things of life. Is that why you've got me on the show? Well, I mean, you do, you do, Jay. You're you're bringing the culture. Yes. The culture. But you're supposed to wait till I introduce you. Yes. No, I'm only kidding. Because I had a whole thing planned. We are, James and I are so excited about our guest today. Multi-million selling singer-songwriter, multi-award winning, the fresh party prince of Ibiza, the <laughs> burniest bitch on Twitter. It's yes. James Blunt, everybody. Well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. They he comes seem, with his own canned they crowd. They don't seem that excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Silence. Yeah, that well, was I, quite an intro. Welcome. Intro. welcome. I was really thinking a multi-million. <laughs> Didn't go for that. and Yeah, that's crude, isn't it? No. But you what? are... you. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry about being crude on this show uh, yeah. but you are now obviously Jim, you've turned your hand to so many different things as Joe said you're, you're a bit of a multi-hyphenate aren't you because obviously we know you as a singer and songwriter a very su- successful one obviously one of the funniest men on Twitter is another one of your I think it's now sweet, thank you um, but also you're, you, you've got you're, you're a bit of a sort of restaurateur pub owner as well it's aren't true. you true I've just bought a pub and opened it in Chelsea and it's oh we're doing pub. really well and my favourite job to date um, uh, at, well yeah to be a pub landlord is the greatest you, you know you're a landlord plug it on this one what's yeah. it called it's called the fox and pheasant oh i need to check I mean, it out so you're kind of winning at life i think if you own your own pub and then you're a really successful musician i think that's kind of like the dream thank you it's quite greedy of you actually james awesome. to well you know you're very welcome to come down <laughs> anytime do you only play your songs in the pub <laughs> no specifically what i do is at closing time five minutes before closing time we whack on your beautiful because we know <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get them home oh, can you imagine a purely james blunt jukebox that would be yeah. quite something wouldn't it wouldn't it, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? that's that's what hell is do you pull the pints 
I do I do pull the pints. I've got I put pictures online of me pulling pints. Um my staff who work there seem keener for me to be down in the pot wash instead. <laughs> I don't know if that's because of my skills or, or the face. I don't know. Exactly. You know, um before when it all goes wrong for me in media, I actually have bar experience. The mail on Sunday once referred to me as a former barmaid <laughs> in a scathing piece about me before I actually went to, to work for them. So can I put my C V in? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. do come back. Yeah. I yeah, I used to be a sandwich pack. I had a whole ah. job as a sandwich packer, which was a unique skill in itself. I, I was thinking that. about this the other day when I walked past Hamleys and I had a flashback. I'd forgotten how awful it was. I was a toy demonstrator at Hamleys at I one love point. Those guys. Oh, they're I not. Hate them. You the plane and it yeah, came but it's it's you. a bit like you know Rodeo Drive and the prostitutes. It's it basically like that. Get off my patch. It's very very competitive. Yeah. When I was there, like, it was actually very unpleasant. You do feel more. <laughs> it killed Hamleys for Hamleys. me, honestly, because as a child, you think of it being like this like special like Christmas grotto where you know you go to as a kid. And then having worked there, sorry, Hamleys, but they, it make, killed it they for really me. make you hustle though, as yeah. well, don't they? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh, my god, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> we we're are here, here to talk about yeah. you, James, yes, yeah, and your new album. We should talk, we should plug that. We should talk, talk about that. Look, we started with a pub, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's called Once Upon a Mind, yes. Um, now, tell me about the name because I, I always find it really fascinating. Because, A, I, I'm not gonna lie, I do find it annoying when people don't make the effort to give the album a name. You know, yeah, they just give they it name their name. Song or just call it, yeah. Yeah, I think, oh, that's lazy. I think that's really lazy. Yeah. Well, I wanted to call my album uh, How It Feels To Be Alive, but Tom Walker ruined that for me. Because um, he's <laughs> got an album with a kind of yeah. slightly less How name. dare he. Yeah. Um, uh, which, is, which is a really good album. And so instead of calling it Once Upon A Mind, because the mind is a lonely place and, and I've got shit going on in mind and I thought I should put it down in an album. Mm. And it is, it's deeply personal in, in places, isn't it? It's quite yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I have some stuff going on in my family at the moment. My father is unwell um, mm. and uh, his, his kidneys are failing him. Um, and and at the other, other end of the scale, that's what happens to old people. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. Um, uh, and at the other end of the scale, I have a young family now, and so really, in, in front of my eyes, I see the circle of life. You really are out. in that sandwich generation. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's incredibly inspiring. And at the same time, I'm away on tour a great deal. I leave that little family behind for eighteen months at a time, um, and I leave my wife, who then has to deal with all of that. And uh, and in doing so, that leads to a lot of loneliness and isolation not just on my part but on, on the, the, the part of the people I leave behind and so that raises that creates inspiration to write songs yeah. I have, I have to tell you James uh, I think this might be the, the first time in my living memory that I've ever heard a man um, speak about the parental guilt Mm. of that it's always uh, and I think that men do feel that but it's my husband has never been asked how he feels about working long hours and being away from his daughter but I get it all the time yeah so I, I really I, f I felt my heart just swelled that you'd written that song cold which was about that sort of like that detachment guilt yeah totally and it talks about the ocean between us which I, yeah. mean, I mean on a physical uh, ocean of me being an American and uh, and my wife being back in the UK but that ocean is you know it carries on in a, in, a, yeah. in a metaphorical sense too just because of the distance that I, because I am the one who chooses to go away mm. a long period of time of course it's my job but it's my passion too and, and it's and it's a hard choice to, to make or at least there are consequences to it so have you ever been asked James how you juggle work and family life um, well I suppose the answer would be not very well <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's how we'd all have to answer it. I said, people ask me and I say, well, I do everything in a half-assed 
fashion <laughs> that's how it gets kind of muddled but, but don't you then find then james when you are at home you're really at home and you're really present right? totally. surely when you're I not am, promoting and recording very, very hands on and, and it's a job where i get uh, i've been at home effectively since last october the, uh, october i came back off the tour and then i was home up until this moment now really um and so i've been home and very much hands-on and loved it so i i suppose my job has these kind of moments where i'm present and somewhere i'm gone be honest did you not also have moments where you think oh yes i'm getting on a plane <laughs> This is great. I'm going to watch some films, have a glass of wine. I mean, you know, that occurred to me a year into a tour when I met a child for, first, for the first time when it was a year old. <laughs> yeah, I probably did that pretty well. Yeah. I know. It's, it's really, I think that, you know, being a hands-on parent, particularly with really tiny, demanding little, you know, little Hitlers, basically, yeah. aren't they? They're just like, do you, you're completely at their mercy and it's tough. But are you at a point now where your kids are understanding what you do do for a uh, living, um, for a day I, job? I think, um, I think uh, children see things through such a, a wonderful uh, clarity. Um, so, yeah, my, I think my eldest child knows I'm a singer in the sense that he knows that other people do other jobs. He doesn't know that it's anything special. I go, I go out and sing, and that's you know, what brings in the money for, yeah. for us to live as, uh, as human beings. And he might know that um, you know, my, I, my other mate design stuff and draws stuff and he's a graphic designer right um he doesn't know that i'm the, the lucky bugger who people then celebrate and call us you know and and, and associate fame or celebrity with that or pay far too much yeah um because we do a weird thing with musicians we put them on a pedestal and, and make them these famous people but that's famous. when i love it when you hear about the kids of musicians who literally think they're the uncoolest people in the world yeah. and that's probably what's going to end up coming and, you your know, way and it's and that's true they see things through through very clear eyes i'm just a minstrel <laughs> but, it's, but it is cool being a musician though isn't it I mean everybody's got those songs that and my god I mean you've written one of the most I mean your beautiful must be played at pretty much every wedding ever do you know what I mean yeah. it's like you've just you've when you're a musician you've sort of giving people those cultural touchstones yeah, really so leaving, I, I actually think it's yeah, right that yeah. we put them on pedestal yeah I don't I think it's amazing yeah. and a huge honor to be the soundtrack to people's lives yeah I think that's Definitely. what it is isn't it um, and, and, and also it's, it's the fact that your song would have come into somebody's life at a time where it made them feel either better or yeah, just comforted or incredibly touching when yeah. I, when people come up to me and say hey you know we played goodbye my lover at my father's funeral whatever they might have done those are because you know and he and this and their story of why that song would be relevant is normally much more moving than the the inspiration behind the song yeah for me mm. and so I'm incredibly touched by that but we do a weird thing where mm. we do create celebrities in a way that is slightly unnatural and unnerving when we should celebrate teachers yes doctors, nurses but can i ask then james has has success or commercial success changed the way you then make your music like is it you know is it something more conscious or do you try to not you know follow a trend how, how do you how do you for example put this album together as opposed to so i've really struggled after my first album back to bedlam to then not be aware that there's an audience out there my first album i wrote for myself with about the things that were going on in my mind as a single male uh, coming out of the army trying to work out my place in the world and what it all kind of means so quite introverted and in that way and then with success suddenly realize oh god you know the, the next album people are going to listen to it, judge it, sometimes positively, but the negative ones are going to impact you more, even mm. if they come in much fewer numbers. You're always going to be obsessed by that as negative comments. That's human nature. And so when I was writing the songs, the audience were already in the room. And then you start writing the songs for them, which is totally self-defeating because then they're not really very genuine. And so that's happened maybe for the last 14 years. And actually, 
with this album, What's Upon a Mind, what's gone on is that have, some things have overtaken that. Some things have happened that are more important, as I say, with my father, mm. with my uh, little family. Um, the audience are no longer in the room. I'm not writing songs for you guys mm. anymore. I've written this album for, for the loved ones I have at home. And the irony is, this is an album probably that will connect with more people because they'll realise that it's just true. That's mm. yeah, true. I think having listened to the tracks, it's, it definitely feels, you know, what I think is encouraging is that, you know, sometimes people feel, I think, um, the, the need to go against the grain of what they they were known for, they feel like they've got to experiment with different sounds. And I, well, I think I think this just sounds so you, but in a really fresh way. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I suppose with with a bit of experience, yeah, you know, you really do. Um, yeah, but you know yeah, what I mean. Some people would feel like, oh, god, because you had so much success, and they obviously with certain songs, you know, they almost become a bit of an albatross, don't they, around your neck? And so you then feel like, do you then feel you want to go and write something totally like thrash metal? Totally. <laughs> and I've done, and I've done, I've tried without getting the thrash metal. But I have done that, and my <laughs> yeah, last album has option. some. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Next, yeah, next album, one, next one. Yeah. But on my last album, very much of you know had the, those songs, which were yeah. different sounds, collaborations with different people. I loved doing, and I was having fun. But it definitely wasn't a, an album inspired by deeply moving things and I'm fascinated with the video it made me very very tense to think for the video for cold where you sort of like we see you coming back out of the the ocean I'm sort of tense that you'd been in there for 14 years yeah (laughs) it's like really so yeah well you're beautiful uh, as if people have seen it was me taking my clothes off off on a cliff um, and placing my uh, possessions in my pockets out in front of me obsessively and then throwing myself off that cliff um, that was 14 years ago. I just come out of the army. I was looking a little more buff than now. Oh, come on! <laughs> and so this video yeah. we've done, which is the sequel to that. I've been lost at sea for 14 years. Yeah, I've made my way back swimming to shore around. With a new, yeah. um, Are you quite, I, quite I blue? Out, and I stepped yeah. out um, of the water, and, and so it's two-day video shoot. I had to suck in really hard. <laughs> for two days. But the most amazing thing about it really was I have all the clothes, the same actual same clothes I had from the Your Beautiful video. They've been hanging up in a cupboard in uh, my room in Ibiza. Next to yeah, all my other they've clothes. They've been on that cliff. Just waiting. <laughs> um, waiting. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and so I was, came out and I come out of the water in this video wearing the same trousers, find the same shoes, find the same ring and uh, keys and plectrum, same t-shirt, same coat and we're back in. Now, That's did a- you just think that would be a fun thing to do or, or is there a symbolic well there really is mess- for me the, 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 yeah. the analogy is I threw myself off uh, that cliff 14 years ago and after I did the world kind of went 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 weird mm. and and I feel I have been slightly lost at sea for that time and I feel right now with the release of this album I feel that I've made it back to shore yeah you found yourself your yeah. sound and I think you, I think you can definitely hear that in, in the music I think definitely and so for everyone listening it's out on 25th 25th October. October yes that's right so uh, and obviously available everywhere I'm going I mean, to Cornwall that day I'm oh are you in the car there you go yeah. well, it, but again yeah. I, I guess James what's changed hugely since you know you first found fame um, is the way people consume music you know are you yeah. doing the whole putting out on vinyl putting out on cassettes or are you trying to just accept that that's not the way of the world anymore definitely doing on vinyl I don't think we're doing cassettes oh yeah, that's yeah. very niche that would really yeah, be God, that, um, that, that sounded older than me I know well, some people do yeah. do it now they bring back the cassette but, yeah um, I mean it's yeah it's the way everything every, good things always change it's yeah. just awesome that, that it, I you know, remember the days that you had to wander down to a, a record store and thank God you don't have to do that no. <laughs> literally hear a song Shazam it and, and it's yours it straight away. It's, it's great. well good luck with the album it's always good to have you back Thank you so much. Uh, but now we must get on to the very pressing matters of setting the world to right about some very silly, silly topics. Yeah. Shall we do it? Of course. Let's do it. So, first up this week, James Blunt and Joe Elvin. Uh, is it just me that doesn't own a Kindle and feels slightly guilt-tripped about that? Why do you feel guilty about that? Well, I don't know. I just think... 
<laughs> well, I don't know. It, it just feels to me like I'm missing out because I, well, I'm quite old school in the sense that I really like physical books. But having said that, I've now got to a place where I've got no more room left in my house for books. So what I tend to do is not keep hold of them and just re-gift them on anyway. So I kind of... Are you well, books just to look good then? <laughs> no, no I'm not. Make I, you, I, do I'm you choose <laughs> specifically which books to have on your bookshelf? As long as they all... So you know people will judge you. They're not colour coordinated. you know you can hire people to fill your bookshelves. I know people. Do you know Fancher Wine? What? That one. What? That one who did Gwyneth's oh. bookshelves. His actual name is Thatcher Wine. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. no, I didn't. Not that one. I know a different one. I was going to say, you were being so quiet, Mel. I thought, oh no, I'm about to slag off James Blunt's best, <laughs> best friend, Thatcher Wine. <laughs> Thatcher Wine. Yeah, he's a really good mate of mine. Yeah. Um, come and curate, yeah. curate your bookshelves for you. I mean, it is that kind of thing when you see it on Instagram, you're like, oh God, that looks amazing. But I don't think I could be fucked, to be honest, to do, to do that. To sit well, there and colour coordinate. You've seen my house. It's a shitstorm. I mean, one if of, anyone's even going to notice the books. One of my friends has actually colour coordinated all the apps on his phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my bookshelf that's is slightly colour coordinated. And, is and it? I do, and I also do size them off. Oh, that's well. impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. But, I, had I, a bit but of a, I have never read any of them. We've got a bit of a mad professor thing going on where yeah. they're just all sort of like. Because I also, see, I think I I've read. Don't have a Kindle. I mean, I can read, but I just try not to. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks for saying that. I just always feel really you bad. You feel book shame generally. Yeah, I have book shame. I just read all day for work. I don't do a lot of sort of hobby reading. Isn't that terrible? I think that's the bigger crime than not owning a Kindle. Yes, true. Yeah, well, I, I do find it. That's I mean, it, judged. It, it feels like... Yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you absolutely... No. Yeah. no, but I think for me, I hate to say it, it is a cliche, but if I read before bed... I definitely fall asleep better, if you know, rather than sitting there on my phone yeah. or, you know, it, it does do something, I think. Because you're trying so hard not to say something dirty. Come on. I just, am. just raising an eyebrow. <laughs> it was like yeah. a, mm. we, all, we all have our different techniques. <laughs> <laughs> what that kind of book you, are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so hang on then, James. Is it, I'm um, glad you and I aren't married. <laughs> be a very, very stale bed. <laughs> but would you, is, um, would you say you're not an avid bookworm because is it a throwback to having to do, I don't know, because I, actually weirdly like the classics like you know i did actually enjoy like reading dickens i quite like you know, the, the brontes yeah. and the jane and jane austen you I know just like pictures too much you, know, <laughs> you don't like words you've just got instagram and the whole internet to go through there's a whole internet why would you bother reading a but book? also i like so a long caption you, you on you mentioned cassettes <laughs> i'm such You're an old far it's just not enough there's time the there just Amazing pictures and video of God, stuff. you're so modern, James. Yeah, but hang on, James. Yeah. I, do you like a long caption on Instagram? Because I, I, I get a bit annoyed now. There's not enough detail oh, in the um, caption. Yeah. You know, people know, that still... I know I think short and sweet. Do you? But, like myself. But, but at least some words. Like, you know, people that literally just put up a, a picture, picture with no context, no explanation of it. I'm like, what? That's really frustrating. Unless it's a good picture. Well, Maybe. But I, I want to know more. I'm an inquisitive yeah. person, you see. So it's just not enough. But maybe I'm being very shallow. See, but I'm being really practical. Having a Kindle is just another thing to get smashed or get lost. <laughs> I just, I've got enough shit. I mean, I'll be honest, though. There are some books that I've started reading and I've had to give up because they're just too heavy. Really? <laughs> You are a hardback buyer, like Wolf. No, Wolf Hall. Know, Do you remember there was that time when everyone was reading Wolf Hall? Oh, it was I the book. Get no, through I... Wolf Hall. Well, yeah, it was heavy yeah. enough 
And then, uh, honestly, I, I, I do wonder, if I'd had it on a Kindle, would I have actually got through it? Probably not, actually. Who am I kidding? No, because the other thing about Kindles is, because I, I, sometimes I've got the app on my iPad, and it's I don't like that... I really love the sense of achievement when I actually do read a book. Like, oh, I'm halfway through now. Oh, I'm three. Oh, I've read. Look at how many pages. Are, and you don't really get that sense when you're reading something electronically. On a, on electronic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you mean. I do. I think for the four, four books I have read in my life, I think I relate to what you're talking about. Yeah. To degree. But when it comes to like writing, then James, what's your sort of how, how do you approach it? Do you uh, uh, old school? Do you write write it down in pen and paper? Do you do it on your phone? Um, I I think for my first album, I probably did have a, a quill, a, a, a notebook, <laughs> uh, and I write down all those things at length now no i just put it online oh, sorry i write it on a computer really and it's definitely less satisfying yeah yeah but you can change things really quickly and edit them it's so, so much more practical but there's definitely something that's not as and also the truly the chance of selling it on and making a load of money off it than the merchandise obviously you know a handwritten james blunt lyric is going to make, make a lot more than and a so then printed... we're doing it after the event you're frauding it i know but hey is that so bad <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel, would feel very cheated. Yeah, yeah but but you, that. I still find it quite bizarre when I see autograph hunters. Do you feel that there are fewer autograph hunters, or because I it still think it's a weird. Country, actually, yeah, somewhere like Germany still has a lot of them. And yeah. so if I play a show, there'll be backstage. There will be a bunch of letters sent to that venue. Um, saying, will you send this back? And there'll be a mass of people waiting outside just for autographs and, and not even for pictures. No. Which seems a really weird thing. Yeah. Because I always think, it, uh, I'm reminded at Wimbledon, you know, at the end of every tennis match in Wimbledon, you forget that, that everyone's there, literally. I'm like, God, the whole idea, because I never, I never had that thing of wanting to have autographs. You it know, seemed really nicer just to want to have a conversation with them. Well, yeah, you'd think, rather couldn't Rather than just a scratch. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, I just think that so many people just freak out. They don't know, they don't want to remember the stupid thing they said. To their idol, yeah. James Blunt. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But then also, you know, you can just go buy them on the internet, can't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. If you wanted a signed yeah. autograph, and so lots of people who will hang around outside a hotel when playing, you kind of think, hang on, I think I've seen you before. I think, yeah, I think you're <laughs> vlogging this. Have you ever had the experience of? I, I once a friend of mine. Um, I really loved Bob Mortimer. I had a real phase of being obsessed with Vic and Bob, and um, somebody gave me a signed photo of. Bob, and then I realised months later it wasn't his signature. She just signed oh. it just to say, "Here you go, I got you your Bob's go. autograph." That's and I mean. Feel, and that I is mean. You know, you're going to discover at some point. <laughs> you're going to check. <laughs> I mean, where I will com completely contradict myself now is that, though, for example, though, I can understand having a signed book. So you know, if you had a, a book signed by the author, that makes more sense because you're yeah, totally. you're going to hang on to it anyway. And but you um, can't sign a Kindle. You can't sign a Kindle. But like I said, it's okay. So we are all pretty much agreed on this. We don't. You don't have a Kindle, James. I don't have a Kindle. No. I guess they're not going to sponsor the podcast. They're not. We've kind of no. shot ourselves in the foot there. Mm. Well, we should go for someone else sponsoring it, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like I don't know, Jim Bean. Or, so let's go for. A, I like yeah. the way you can tell. Exactly. You can take the boy out of Ibiza. But yeah, we haven't even talked about that yet. I hear so no. many amazing things about your Ibiza playground. You're very welcome there any stage. Oh, my oh, God. He's well, so polite. Apparently everybody is. It's great. Yeah. You shouldn't feel special. <laughs> Hardly. Yeah. So, no. yeah. No, I have a very sweet little nightclub. And the, and you, the Svetlana is the, is the person who runs the door. She's a mannequin. Oh, so that's um, who we got to be nice we to. We just not drop you. her name in. Yeah. yeah. I bought a mannequin from a mannequin shop. Oh, oh, it's actually a mannequin. It's actually a mannequin. I went and, yeah, they line up the different mannequins. I'd still be nervous. You, I've never you, had a good chance, good time getting into clubs. Being yeah. turned yeah. away. And you choose, you choose your mannequin and... Uh, and I couldn't afford the, I couldn't afford the hottest mannequin. 
So I went for just above halfway because you don't want to give the impression that you're going, you know, not that's how not I choose. Well. That's how I choose wine. Yeah. Not the most expensive. <laughs> just, just yeah, above. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tea, you don't look cheap. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. she's got a clipboard of uh, my friend's names on the list and I'll put yours down and just be, her name's Fetlana and you just, she'll let you in. So I mean, it's a funny old thing, isn't it, Ibiza? Because you, you feel it's that thing that you should all grow out of. But you, it's such a lovely place. It's, like this, it's one of those places that people think it's this really hedonistic destination, but it's so not. It, 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 it can be. Is it not? <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Well, no, yeah. it can be. And then it can also be, they're very sort of calm, beautiful, you yeah, know. I love it. I hope to die there. <laughs> not too soon. Um, but it's an amazing, very, very special place. Yeah, but you're right. It, you, can, you can be and do anything there. And it's not just... About about um, the big old clubs. There's a, there's a quieter more. And how old were you when you first went there and sort of fell in love with it? I think I was about 13 when I first went there on a, on a summer holiday with mates. Walked past Pasha and thought, wow, that looks amazing. One day I'll be in there. Pasha's the, its most famous nightclub. And it's the, I wrote a song called 1973 about yeah, yeah, yeah. the club. Don't look at me when you say that. I, I had heard of it. <laughs> I'm not that uncool. <laughs> <laughs> but on, yeah. I, I read the last time I was in Ibiza, I think I may have been in space, so it may have been Pasha. I was anyway, in one of the clubs and there was literally like people my parents' age and they were just living their best life. And I thought... God, there's this really weird idea that you have to grow out of clubbing. And it's like, no, why? Why do you... It's a bit like people thinking you grow out of ha- wanting to have sex. It's like, you know, just because you get old, yeah. I mean, you give up on and all those things. I think if I go to a club in London, I do think, wow, the, the crowd here seems quite young. Whereas in Ibiza, they really seem like it's a massive spread of ages. Yeah. Mm. Much healthier. Anyway, we totally digress there off a of Kindle. But anyway... Yeah, we don't like Kindle. Yeah, screw them. the Kindle. We're off yeah. to Ibiza. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So for me... Is it just me who is a fragrance floozy? <laughs> it's a bit of a, a hard one to say. I love it when you say, say it again. Say floozy. Is it just me who is a fragrance floozy? <laughs> so basically, you, you have no signature scent, James. I don't. I mean, I'm a clean person. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a, definitely a once, maybe it's even twice a shower a day <laughs> guy. Because I, I you know, wake up in the morning, come off a stage. But, um, but I don't have a fragrance. However, I have been the face of oh. a, a perfume before oh. called Mex. Um, and uh, yeah, and I had to do that, you know, if you want to smell like me. <laughs> Max, poor hom. Um, was that one of those pinch me moments? You're like, I can't believe I'm actually doing and this. And the deal we did was fantastic. I said to my manager, I'm game for this, but you have to promise me this, this perfume will not come out in any English speaking country <laughs> where I may know people. It's a bit like Joey from Friends' blue lipstick. Oh, Japan. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so it was worldwide except Australia, UK, America. <laughs> And I had to go and do a video shoot in South Africa. And I flew down with uh, this remarkably uh, good-looking model from Scandinavia. And we did this shoot together. Wherever we were in the same scene, I had to stand on a box so that I could be (laughs) nearly her height. Um, And and it was wholly unconvincing that she would be in any way uh, with me, attracted to me. Um, But Mex, poor home. And it was a huge seller in a non-English speaking country yep. <laughs> and, and you, you don't wear that anymore and, and I had to speak at, at length about the perfume and describe what was in it from, from the cedar wood and a number of other ingredients my secret was I never smelt it Right. Well, do you know what the James? I can imagine well, this though. This is just you, blow, This is so disillusioning about advertising. Well, I know who'd have thought. <laughs> no, but do you know what James? I, know, I can the, imagine. The disclaimer is only because I have very sensitive nostrils. Yeah. No, no but I can imagine. I have no sense of smell. Is what I think you've got good manners. Lawyers, I mean, it could have smelled like panicking. fly spray. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but it was the biggest seller, and 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 so I still uh, condone it. Max, poor yeah. one. And have um, you have you got about ten ton of boxes of it in a garage? Um, 
uh, you know, had I known you before this, yeah. and there'd be a signed bottle as a, as a Christmas present. You would have been getting that, whether <laughs> male or female. But I reckon, James, you're a polite man. That even when you were then made to do interviews to p- promote that fragrance, you thought, "I've taken the money. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to do the, you know." But what my biggest bugbear with celebrities who choose to endorse things is when they then have to do the press to support <laughs> being the face of it, and they are so indignant. They're so like almost insulted by every question you ask them about fragrance, which you've been made to ask. You don't want to talk about that either, isn't it? You know, Joe, it was one of our most frustrating one things. One specific actor. Oh, so yeah. many. Actually, actors were the worst. Because yeah. I think women, weirdly, were... I, may, I, don't know if, I don't know if a lot of men, especially male Hollywood actors, it's almost a bit emasculating. So they'd actually become quite hostile in those kind of situations. Yeah, they felt which is really silly. Because, yeah. you know, you have jumped into bed with that company. Exactly. March, and, I, and I've had... For me, you know, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a company that I got on with really well. And we yeah. had a blast doing all of these things. And if my job is to get up and flog it, if we still made it a really great exactly. experience. Yeah. Um, I and I believed it. You know? Yeah, of course. It was, Mex Mex Perron. Joe, where are you on this one? You, you, oh my God, I'm a massive fragrance floozy. Oh, are you? I always thought I, you. Were... Well, I did have a signature scent yeah. for a while. Yeah, but it became too exhausting to keep that up. It's just too much <laughs> pressure on on a, on a person to always smell of the, the same. one thing. Yeah, so, yeah. It's quite. Have you ever become obsessed by a perfume on um, an X in any way? Because you can identify when someone no. walks past you and an ex, they're wearing the same perfume. Yeah. But, well, I've had a couple where I'm. Well, my husband's got very sensitive skin, so he doesn't tend to wear fragrance. So, but there's been a couple of times when you smell something and go, "Oh God!" That, and and it, it, you know, I can't. I haven't really got fond memories of any exes, really. So, if if there's a <laughs> scent that is associated with them, then no, he's not allowed to wear it. But he doesn't wear perfume anyway. Yeah. Did you ever I, do yeah. that thing at school when you had to revise and they said you sprayed your notes with different smells and aftershaves that actually helps you retain the information no, i've not heard that one yeah. before I was very, so basically i'm gonna tell my daughter that yeah one. so for maths yeah. maths would have a, a different scent and then for english there'd be a different well, scent i know and what then maths you, would smell like to me and then you wear the scent yeah. when you go in to do the exam and then apparently it helps you it takes you back to that moment apparently you know old school me yeah <laughs> pen and paper um yeah, but I think she reminds me of Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, I, I have to. There are some smells. That I know you mean there was. There are some smells now. I remember at one point there was a somewhere you could not go anywhere in Soho without it smelling of isimiyaki. Do you remember yeah. that classic fruity isimiyaki yeah, yeah, yeah. that everyone in media? I think to, I may well have been very guilty yeah, of that. And now I just yeah. can't actually. The smell of it actually turns my stomach because it was just. It was I basically the, the smell you. of the nineties, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It was the smell of the night. It really was. That yeah. and one of the Calvin Klein ones too. I think was it Eternity or Escape? That was everywhere too. Well, that was in the exciting days when you couldn't buy many Calvin Klein fragrances here. So True. if you had it, then you were pretty, you know, you were the dog's bollocks if you had I mean, a bottle of Calvin Klein. perfumes in many ways because you remember nightclubs in London once upon a time with smell of cigarette smoke. Yeah. yeah. And then they took cigarette smoke out of it and then they just started smelling of BO. And- <laughs> do you ever wonder, do you ever walk around Gosh. wondering what the hell this place smelled like in like Victorian times? Oh my or God, can you imagine? Medieval yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. Just the streets I, of London. Yeah. I always, th- I never forget one of my friends was getting married and I think some one of her friends is like a beauty editor and obviously when you're getting married there are so many things, I mean I wouldn't know but there are so many things to think about when you're getting married and this girl, the first thing she said was well, now what scent are you having for the church? And she was a bit like, what? It's like that's the one thing I hadn't even thought was a thing. It's like, you know. That is the worst thing about <laughs> getting married. <laughs> flowers are supposed to do yeah. well, No, this flowers. was like the actual candles that were going to be lit. Oh, yeah. You know the scented candle brigade. So, what are you smelling of today? Oh yes, I'm not close enough to to know. Have you got a perfume on? 
Uh, no, I have a deodorant on. I've used a deodorant. Oh. Very good. I Tick. do. <laughs> well done with the deodorant. Oh, and you, both of you are very welcome to have a sniff. <laughs> if I can. So polite. Yeah. Well, I started with one fragrance and then I couldn't smell it anymore, so I stuck another one on before I came out. It's all about so the layering, I though, probably, isn't it? I probably You're smell like the veritable... Horse handbag is my nan used well, to say. Well, the thing is, I yeah. once went to one of those like um, aftershave tasting. It must have been a PR thing I went to, and I didn't. I you know, you think you're wearing too much aftershave, and then when you see people, the actual perfumery, how much they tell you you didn't need to put on, it's quite eye-opening and watering. Because I mean, they're a con. They? The markup <laughs> on perfume is a con. It is. It's yeah, absolutely. It's all about just yeah, the brand name and association. But I do feel like it's definitely the last thing I put on for you. It's, it's my last bit of getting ready. You say that, and I, you know, I've got no affiliations here at all. But the Chanel perfumes that I like are really expensive, mm. but they are really great. I mean, they're all very individ- yeah. individual. So I, I don't mind because I can't afford anything else with Chanel. Mm. So I'm quite happy to own that. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, Creed aftershave is very expensive, but I have to say it's the one thing you put on at 10 o'clock in the morning and you can still smell it at 10 o'clock at night. Mm. So, yes. Oh. Anyway, Good that's us on the perfume. <laughs> We're all total, total flus. Exactly. Well, if you wanted to um, send us any emails or thoughts on any other topics, then do get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. The email address is isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, send us your thoughts and um, any suggestions for future guests or topics. Thank you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're running out of time here at the moment. Um, James, as publicist, has just given me the eye. I know, basically. So we, we've had too much lovely time good chatting. Yeah. You kept, not kept yeah. our eye off the clock. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have to leave it at that then, I'm afraid, James. But, well, um, we've got time no, we've for one, 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 one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Don't I thought we were. I thought yeah. we were being shut down. No, no, no. Five minutes. Yeah. Now, five minutes. Oh, right. In that case. No, 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 no. I can talk really fast. Right. Let's okay. get this one. Don't leave me. <laughs> James Blunt. James Williams. The Jameses. Yes. Is it just me who really resists getting into a new TV show, even if it's the ones where I'm totally with you. I end up getting obsessed? But there's yeah, something. The 
But also, I just find there's something so off-putting about everybody saying to me, you got to watch it, you got to watch yeah. it, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. It just makes me hate it before I've even started. Yeah, I know. I'm having that with Chernobyl at the moment. I feel like I'm the only person that hasn't have watched started? Chernobyl. No, no, but no, I really I feel... I'm t- I, I feel I should. Yeah. But I, no, I now, the further away from it I get. Do you know what, guys? It's really good. I know. But I know. I'm not gonna. But I'm not gonna do that thing that everyone says. It's the most cinematic occurrence yeah. to ever happen on TV in the history of all galaxies. It's like it's a good. To show. be honest, it's a miracle that I got on board with Game of Thrones so quickly. Because if I had not, there's no. I would never. Yeah. You know. And the problem I have is that once I started one, I really feel I have to go to the end. So what they're saying is you have to then commit however many days of your life to this thing. Yeah. It's no. You know. It's no stopping. But unlike you, James, I don't really have anything else going on. So I'm quite happy <laughs> to sit at home and, and watch endless amounts of TV. But surely Netflix and Amazon Video must, for you, someone who spends a lot of time on the road, has that really kind of saved you from very long, boring bus rides? Um, no, it hasn't. The only one I think I've ever watched is Game of Thrones. And, and I felt really sad about it because then I li- avidly sat down and watched it through days and through nights when I should have been off? getting out and going, seeing the amazing city that I was in, oh. of, you know, <laughs> whichever old school city that's been here for thousands of years that I should be visiting because I'm lucky to be on tour. It'll be then next Game of Thrones is dead. <laughs> Were you fuming um, when Sheeran popped up? In Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, she's just like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. On that. That, that I'd forgotten about that. I was gonna say, well, what's she talking about? Very convincing part. <laughs> yeah. what you uh, quite right, quite right. Who's watching Succession? That's the one I'm bullying. Everybody that's the about. other one I need to get involved in. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What is? So, are you not a big TV watcher then, James? Either I'm really not. No, actually, no. I mean. No, oh, but, Other than a but again, that's like sprouting of. I'm glad porn. you chose this um, topic then. Sprouting <laughs> <laughs> like of porn, I think that's probably my limit. All <laughs> right, on which I hear they're going to make much harder to get nowadays. I'm slightly worried about. Damn. That. Um, but other than that, no, I don't know why I chose this topic with you. Well, actually, on second thought, I'm just well, thinking, no, I'm just thinking about the pornos now, where people are sort of like sh- sw- uh, swathing themselves in mechs porn. Oh, mechs porn. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I think I'm more into sort of self-made. <laughs> which. <laughs> Which yeah, that's my kind of bag. The more homemade. Um, no, I think because I I I think I do watch a lot of TV. I just worry that I sometimes don't go for the TV I should be watching. So I end up watching the very easy like the garden makeover shows or. I thought you were going to say the Golden Girls. Well, yeah. always the Golden Girls. Yeah. There's always room in my life for an episode of the Golden Girls. But you know, it's weird. Like, even like Sex in the City, I'll put on. Or like you know, there are certain things in films that I will just if they're on, I'll just watch that instead of yeah. watching the new hot and TV I feel, show. I see, I've gravitated towards things that are more. I, I feel educational, like um, a documentary, uh, Police Interceptors, right? Because you learn from that, don't you? You know don't what know they're that after. One. I you know how to hey. like police. Camera action. Oh I got God. sucked into Inside Cadbury. That was a surprise. I didn't see that one coming. Did you watch that by any chance? No. Inside the Cadbury's factory. Actually, it just basically make, makes you want to eat dairy milk. Yeah. Basically, I think I visited <laughs> the factory. Yeah, it's in Birmingham. Yeah. Not far from Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I watched that and I was like, I mean, it was actually very well done, but it was a bit like, God, the random things I've watched. Because, yeah, I should be watching Succession, but yeah, I'm watching Inside Cadbury. But at least yeah. I feel like I always think Joe is the opposite. She's always the person that's watching the Buzz show, even like before anyone else is watching it. Don't tell everyone that. I know, but well, oh no. My God, but then you're not tweeting or pressurizing people down. No, watch them yourself. No, because a lot of the time I shouldn't be watching it when I'm watching it. So <laughs> to be quite honest, so you know, we just keep that on the DL. Yeah, a DL. Thanks, James. Sorry. <laughs> 
um yeah. but yeah so i guess basically i yeah i, I yeah i need to start pushing myself into watching a bit more because I, I do worry that i've gone the other way too much whereby i yeah. i know I, 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 mean, I, I, I suppose instead of watching this i just avidly have watched the news all my life and now the news is unwatchable exactly what's the point of knowing things what is the point of knowing things? I know, it's can't change anything. Yeah, it's something right. to oh, take my on God. yours as, a, as my own thought process and motto. I, I know, but it. it is true. There's something to be said for just shoving the two fingers in your ears and going, no, 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 because <laughs> it's so utterly de- depressing. So that's why watch garden makeover <laughs> shows. You know, just make some porn. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> yourself. Your fingers in your ears. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ears. You know, <laughs> yeah, here for a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a long time. Not a long time. Yeah, you're sleep really well. Yeah. That's true. And what a beautiful way to bring it all back in full focus. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, James, come back again. Yeah. We love having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. it's good luck with the album. Uh, just to recap again, so it's out on October 25th. And I'm, and I'm doing a world tour yes. starting in February. Da- just that small matter. Day, Valentine's Day, February 14th, so 2020. So you're going to be away because I've Googled you. You're going to be away for your birthday. Yeah, but I like to share. Yeah, we're almost birthday twins. Are we really? Oh. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. the day before. Okay. So, yeah. well, so are you going to come to the show then? <laughs> Give a well, shout out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. It's dedicate my, a song it's to her. It's my 50th birthday. What oh, better way to d- celebrate it? A James Blunt concert. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. With a dedication. Yeah, as long as you. Yeah, will you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good. Well, we'll see you there then, James. That's, that's all planned. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining us again, James. Uh, good luck with the album. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you again very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.